A Table of Fables. From the constellations to the oceans, all the nations, all our notions, it makes a story, a million stories. Hello and welcome to the Table of Fables. I am James Funny Hat. This is episode three of season two. And thank you so much for tuning in. This episode today is supported by Azan, who lives in Toronto, and also by Isaiah, who lives in Scarborough, Ontario, who just celebrated his fifth birthday. Thank you very much, Azan. Thank you very much, Isaiah. My hat today is not actually a hat. My hat today is, in fact, a pumpkin, which is a large orange vegetable related to a squash and this pumpkin that is sitting on my head has a face carved into it which is called a jack-o'-lantern. The reason that I'm wearing a jack-o'-lantern on my head today is that this podcast episode is coming out on October 31st and that day is Halloween. People listen to a Table of Fables podcast from all over the world, and the people who listen in Canada and in the United States will know very well what Halloween is. Halloween is a day that occurs every year on October 31st, and what happens is you get to wear a costume, any kind of costume that you want. You go to your neighbor's houses, you knock on the door, you say trick-or-treat, and they give you candy for free. So it's a pretty good day. You get to wear costumes, and you get candy. But candy and costumes are not all there is to Halloween. And as you know, I am a fabulist. And as a fabulist, it is my duty to tell you about the history of Halloween. So let me begin. The way to understand Halloween is not to look at October 31st, but in fact, to look at the day after, November 1st. Boo! What? What was that? Did you hear that? I thought I heard... Boo! Whoa! Uh, Wow. Uh, who said that? (laughs) Who's laughing? 
Wait, what's going on here? Okay, let me get back to explaining the history of Halloween. On November 1st is a day called All Hallows Day. And on that... Whoa! What was that? Did, did you guys hear that? Something funny is going on around here. Okay, let me continue. On November... Okay, who is that? Hi, James Funny Hat. It's me, Levi. Levi? How did you get on the podcast? Hee hee. Stop laughing, Levi. I just, I just scared you a whole bunch now. I wasn't that scared. Did I sound scared? Okay, you try to scare me. I don't know how you got on this podcast, Levi, but there is nothing you can say to scare me. I am an adult. I have to say... Okay, I, I, I was scared a little bit. Okay, now, Levi, you should get off the podcast because I'm sure there is a rule that you're not supposed to be scaring James Funny Hat on this podcast. Let me look it up. Okay, I found it. Rule number 26. No sending startling messages that will distract James Funny Hat from making the podcast. So if you're listening out there, do not do what Levi did and send startling messages to James Funny Hat to disrupt the podcast. Okay. I think it must be time for the story now. And you'll hear the story bell. When you hear it go ding, put your hands in the air. When you can't hear it anymore, put your hands down, and the story will begin. Here it comes. There was a gang of kids who went out trick-or-treating on Halloween. Halloween is a special day in Canada and in the United States where all you need to do is put on a costume, walk to your neighbor's house, and if you say trick-or-treat, they'll give you candy. Well, it was these kids' favorite day of the year. They loved it, and there was a whole gang of them. Night, there was Owen, dressed as Superman. Sophia, dressed as Hermione. Maya, dressed as a ninja. Calvin, dressed as a rhinoceros. Carlos, dressed as Hercules. And there was little Michaela, dressed as a butterfly. Costumes are very powerful because they affect how you feel and think. And what you feel and think affects what you do. One day, you might grow up to be the pilot of an airplane, and you will have the very important job of getting 300 people from way over the clouds safely to the ground. You will have to know exactly what you're doing, because you will have their lives in your hands. You'll want to feel good and confident that you know what to do, and you'll put on your pilot's uniform neatly with your shoes shine brightly. 
You won't walk into the cockpit of the airplane wearing flip-flops and a bathing suit, or pajamas, or your underwear. So costumes are very powerful. And sometimes, when you put on a costume, it affects what you think so much that you really believe that you are what you're dressed as. You believe it so much that you can't even remember sometimes who you actually are underneath the costume. And that's what happened to these kids on that Halloween. They went to house after house, but they were saving the house at 227 Tamarack Street for last. That was a famous house in the neighborhood because it had the best treats. Every year, that house gave out two full-size chocolate bars, four lollipops, two packs of sours, three packs of jelly beans, a bag of gumdrops, and a full-size bag of chips to every kid who came by. Near the end of the night, when their trick-or-treat bags were full and overloaded with candy, they decided that it was time to go to 227 Tamarack Street to get the best Halloween candy in the world. As they approached the house, they noticed there was no lineup, which was strange because usually there were dozens of kids waiting for all the candy. They walked up the sidewalk to the front door, and there, hanging on the door, was a note lit with a candle in front of a jack-o'-lantern. Let me read it, said Sophia, who was dressed as Hermione. It says, Dear children of the neighborhood, we did something very different this year. We decided to give all the treats to one child. This is a very, very hard door to push open, and behind it, lies the biggest stash of Halloween candy that ever was. Sophia was so excited as she was reading it, she could hardly even stand it. Her hands were shaking. She continued, Whoever can open the door can have it all, all of the candy. All strength to you and good luck. From the family at 227 Tamarack Street. As Sophia was reading the notes, the kids looked down and noticed that there was a whole trail of footprints that went to the door, made a big commotion, and then left. It seemed like many kids tried to push open that door, but none managed to do it. Carlos stepped forward and said, I can do it. I can push open that door to get the candy. Calvin who was dressed as a rhinoceros, said, You're only seven years old, Carlos, and that's a big door. Carlos said, I'm not Carlos. I am Hercules, the ancient demigod of strength and stamina. I have slayed lions and wild boars and monsters and captured the golden girdle of the queen of the Amazons. This door is nothing to me. Watch this. Carlos flexed his muscles, which were really part of his costume. He walked up to the door, put his hands on it, and pushed. He strained and pushed and strained and pushed. 
but it didn't budge at all. Let's go, guys. If I can't push and open that door, no one can, he said. We're not giving up yet, Hercules, said Maya. You only use brute strength. I am a ninja, and I have trained for many years in all of the martial arts. I can break boards with my hand and concrete with my feet. Plus, I happen to be eight and not seven. Stand back, everyone. Maya walked up to the door, got into a ninja pose, and said, And then she said, She kicked the door. She tried again. She tried a spinning back kick. Ouch! She said, Anybody have a Band-Aid? Calvin stepped forward and said, This needs animal power. I am a rhinoceros. I am 8,000 pounds and can run 35 miles per hour and concentrate all that force into the tip of my horn. This puny door will not be able to resist me. And anyways, I'm nine years old, guys. Let me say all that again in rhino language. And that was how Calvin said it in rhino language. He stood in front of the door. He made another rhinoceros sound. He ran full speed at the door and bounced backwards and landed back on the ground. That door was stronger than I thought, he said. Then Sophia stepped forward. This dog doesn't need strength, power, or technique. It needs the magic of Hermione. And let me remind you that I am ten. She picked up her magic wand, stood before the door, and said, Open is Pictus! Pictus Openus! Doricus Mumicus! Entricus Nowicus! Openus Pleasicus! Will you just open? Her wand fell down, and she said, Okay, I don't know the spell. I'll try it again next year. Let's go, guys. But Owen stepped forward. He stood tall with his hands on his hips and said, This is not a job for earthlings. I am Superman from the planet Krypton. On this planet Earth's gravity field, I can fly faster than the speed of sound and lift buildings and see through walls. I can see right now with my X-ray vision that this wall is way thinner than my powers. This is a job for 11-year-olds, and I am Superman. He stood on the sidewalk, took a Big run and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. But his slippery Superman boots slipped out from under him and he fell flat on his face. Okay, let's go home. But then, Michaela, little Michaela, 
who was only four years old, said, Let me try. All the kids laughed. Michaela, you're only four, and you're only a butterfly. <laughs> they laughed and laughed. Michaela ignored them. She walked up to the door, looked at it, put her hand on her chin and said, Hmm. She reached out, grabbed the handle, and pulled. The door opened. It was a pull door and not a push door, and every single kid tried to push it open. And there was the huge barrel of candy and treats. It was even bigger than they imagined it would be. The other kids said, Wow, Michaela, what are you going to do with it? Michaela said, Well, um, sugar is a slow-acting poison that's harmful to your digestive system, liver, immune system, and even your brain function. I was thinking we should just leave it here. But it's Halloween! They put the candy onto a big wagon and gave treats to every person who walked by. It was a super Halloween. An awesome Halloween. Maybe the best Halloween ever. Not only because they got a lot of candy, but also because they learned something very important. It's not always strength and power that gets you through doors. Sometimes what it takes is to use your mind instead and to open that door a little bit differently. Well, that is the end of the story and the end of episode three, season two of A Table of Fables. I am James Funnyhat. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you very much to Azan and to Isaiah for supporting the show today. And if you would like to support the show, you can find out how on my website, jamesfunnyhat.com. Let me remind you also about rule number 26. And that is, you are not supposed to get onto the podcast and startle or scare James Funny Hat, which is me. So don't do what Levi did, and I don't know how he did it, and if you find out, let me know so I can stop him from doing it next time. So thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on A Table of Fables.